Welcome to Mind Your Business, Mills County. I'm Todd Studer, and this episode is brought to you by Glenwood State Bank, proud to be a community bank. Since 1899, their main focus has been to serve their customers and the community in a fiscally responsible manner. They understand that Glenwood State Bank thrives when their customers and community do the same. And we're going to hear from the Glenwood State Bank CEO, Larry Wenham in just a few moments. First, we're going to talk with Jenny Ruback. She is the Executive Director of the Glenwood Area Chamber of Commerce. And what's been happening lately, Jenny? I know that uh, you, every time I talk to you, you're kind of squeezing me in a little bit because you're just so busy. <laughs> Very busy. Yep. And it hasn't slowed down. A couple of things we've got coming up is a business and brews on Thursday, September 8th. It'll be at 9.30 a.m. at the Glenwood Athletic Complex. And that is to kick off our big homecoming weekend, which I'm sure most listeners are familiar with homecoming in Glenwood. But if you're not, uh, definitely come on out. You're welcome to come to the business and brews hosted by the Booster Club that day. And then uh, homecoming is the next day with, you know, schools get out early, big parade, big celebration. Everyone loves homecoming, except the football coach. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he's, he's the only one that, okay, we've got nothing but distractions, and I've got to reel my team back in. And <laughs> right. Anytime that I was, during the sportscasting career that I had, if I was talking with a coach and it was homecoming night, they all said the same thing. Let's just get this behind us. Yes. <laughs> you know, and get back to the regular season. But, uh, again, it's, it's um, and I know that, with everything that you have been doing with the chamber, are, do you feel like you're starting to catch your stride a little bit? I do. I do. Uh, Tana and I did something fun this week, uh, and Larry was actually a part of that too. But we did on the first day of school that Glenwood went back to school on Tuesday, uh, we took a little whiteboard around to about 20 businesses or so. And instead of doing like first day of school pictures with the whiteboard, we, uh, we did how many days that the individuals had been at their place of business. So that was really fun to, you know, to get out and and just have some fun that day, visit people, see how things were going, took everybody's pictures. They're up on our Facebook page and everybody really seemed to like that. And actually, um, I went through, Larry, and I think that you were the longest tenured employee, which was like 12,775 days at Glenwood State Bank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's learn more about Larry Wenham, CEO yes. of Glenwood State Bank. He also serves on the board of directors for the Mills County Economic Development Foundation. He was also the recent recipient of CHI Health's Mercy Heritage Award and an all-around champion for our community. And also a year and a half ago, he was named Iowan of the Week by Representative Cindy Axney. And I have the worst time with that woman's name. <laughs> she has the most difficult name for me to pronounce of anybody that is, is in Washington. Sydney, see, I'm saying Sydney. It's Cindy, Cindy Axney. Wow. I'm going to edit all of that out. <laughs> anyway, Larry, thank you so much for coming in and joining us on Mind Your Business, Mills County. Let's talk a little bit about your history. What, uh, what's your background? Well, I, I, uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Todd and Jenny, both for uh, letting us come and talk on this podcast. We appreciate it. Um, I will say that Jenny's done a great job uh, transitioning from Rachel, who did a wonderful job. So, Welcome to the chamber, and I know you're going to do a great job. Thanks, Larry. I grew up in Minneapolis, graduated from high school in 1974, went on to go to school at the University of Nebraska. And uh, that, that's where I met uh, my, my late wife, Martha. We got married, obviously. And uh, when I first started working out of college, I worked for a company called Commonwealth Electric, moved down to San Antonio, Texas for about seven years. And then worked my way back up uh, to their St. Paul office. They had offices around the country. And so I was kind of back home. 
And we had just had two kids, uh, our two oldest girls were born in San Antonio and then moved back to uh, St. Paul and spent a year there at the office there. And then uh, my father-in-law, John Dean, who had kind of been prodding me over the few years to maybe think about getting into the banking business, which my degree was in business administration. So I took that opportunity in 1987 and so far I've been able to hang on there. So uh, that's how I ended up in Glenwood. Most people, if they're leaving Minneapolis, it usually has something to do with the cold. Because <laughs> other than that, that's a great community. It's a great city. It's got, any time that I've been up there, it's fantastic. So as you compare what your life was there to what your life is in Glenwood, what would you say appeals to you about being in Glenwood? Well, Glenwood's a, you know, obviously it's a small town. What probably appeals to me the most, and it's it's kind of an old chamber saying from a long time ago is kind of the best of both worlds because I'm a city boy pretty much. You grew up in Minneapolis, that's uh, you know a bigger city. So when you move to Glenwood, town of 5,500 people, it's, it's a change. But you're close to Omaha and uh, so that gives you an opportunity to, to do some of the things that maybe big, big, bigger cities providing services and those types of things. But uh, mainly just the biggest difference is how friendly people are and how much they take time to to say hi when you're walking down the street or they know you. Uh, when you're in Minneapolis, you're lucky if, we're lucky if we can get the, uh, we were talking about the, the homecoming thing in Glenwood, which is just fantastic. I've never seen anything like it. it in my high school, which was about 2,000 kids, we were lucky if we can get the homecoming queen and the king to show up at halftime. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, just, just, just the, mainly just the, the people, how they're, you know, th- they take more time, they're more friendly. It's just, kind of more of a family type atmosphere as compared to maybe the big city. Folks around Mills County and around the Glenwood area know you. They know how involved in the community you are. What do you see is the importance of doing that? Well, you know, Todd, I think I'd say first of all that community banking, that's kind of what you do. You mentioned that award I'm going to get here. Um, I, I, I consider it a, a big honor, but to tell you the truth, I'm I'm struggling with it only because feels like I'm getting rewarded for my job. And that's to me. That's what community banks do. If you go around towns like Melbourne or you know uh, who has a good solid bank, when you go to towns like Red Oak or you go into smaller towns like uh, Corning or wherever wherever these rural more rural communities are, you'll always find a community bank and. I think in general, most community bankers say it's not my responsibility to be involved, get to know folks, see if we can help them with their businesses or their, or their uh, buying houses, whatever it may be. It just kind of fits together. You mentioned my involvement with economic development. Again, that's what community bankers do. I mean, we need to be involved in our communities. We need to look to see if we can find new businesses to come to town. We also need to, dis- to help folks hopefully expand their businesses and do better, and that's kind of what community banking is all about. Well, I will add a little bit to that, and I know you would never say this yourself, but people who are good at their job, that's what they do. And because there are some who just want to, uh, regardless of the industry, just put in the nine to five and then head home. But I, you have a very good understanding that It's a lot wider than that. I talked with a business owner years ago, and he told me for him it was you take care of your family, and you take care of your church, and you take care of your community. And for him, that was his philosophy, that he always wanted to be a part of his community, and that's what just appeals to me about everything that you and Glenwood State Bank does. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, You know, it it takes more than one person. Uh, You know, obviously, we're a fourth-generation bank, family-owned bank. My brother-in-law... Grant Dean and I kind of head up the 
the organization and manage our two branches in Tabor and in Council Bluffs, but we wouldn't be able to do all that if it wasn't for all the good people we have. We still have people, you know, I've been there 35 years and I'm kind of like a rookie. <laughs> We've got folks that have worked for us for over 50 years. Uh, my father-in-law still comes in, he's 90, going to be 97 here at the end of the month, and comes in from two to five every day. So wow. uh, uh, he, that's just kind of the way we are, and we're fortunate that we've, we've had good people working for us. That's usually what makes it all happen. So, As you look back over, the, uh, over your career and some of the different things that you've been involved with, what would you say are some of the uh, bigger successes that you've seen in the community? Well, I mean, the, the, it kind of varies. It depends. You know, we, we, we kind of like to look at Mills County in, in the broad, and, of course, obviously we have our bank up here in Council Bluffs, so it kind of depends where you're sitting. But, you know, if you, if you look at a community like Melbourne, look at all the positive things they've done there. They've got some nice housing projects going. They've got a really, they've really cleaned up their town. When you come in, it's, it's very attractive. Uh, people have gotten very involved with that, I guess. In Glenwood, you know, obviously we're more of a bedroom community, so our housing market has been strong. Uh, some people would say we still need more housing, and that's getting worked on as we speak. But, uh, you know, I, I suppose a big success, maybe for me personally, I get some accolades for that, is the, the Highway 34 bridge. That was something that, you know, people don't realize this, but years ago, a long time ago, when my father-in-law was really involved in the Chamber of Commerce, Highway 34 wasn't going to go where it sits today. So it was actually going to go farther south because, uh, as you know, there's an exit at the Pacific Junction uh, interchange on, uh, uh, on Interstate 29, and the Iowa Department of Transportation said, you know, you can't locate, we're not going to locate another interchange that close to a, another interchange. Well, John went out and got a haul of the people in town to take their cars, and you know how they put uh, the little... Back then, they put down the little cords, and they'd count how many vehicles went back and forth. Well, people just went out there and drove back and forth all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it worked because <laughs> Highway 34, uh, because of the Chamber's efforts and, and a lot of folks in the community's efforts, uh, they finally decided to put 34 where it is today. So quite honestly, the bridge wouldn't be where it is today if Highway 34 wasn't there. So uh, that was kind of the next next thing to do was to get that bridge built and we think that's a real positive, uh, not just because of all of our efforts, but, uh, but a lot of people's efforts. And, uh, you know, we kind of had a coalition between uh, both, uh, both southwest Iowa and, and the uh, east side of Nebraska and had some people on the Nebraska side and on the Iowa side that did a lot of good things. In fact, we're talking about community banking, uh, George Mayer, who was, was president and CEO of the Red Oak Bank uh, and has since passed away, was very active on that project, and he saw the benefits for communities like Red Oak. Uh, a gentleman on the other side, uh, his name was uh, Paul, Senator Paul Hartnett. He was a state senator for years, and uh, he uh, also was a professor at the University of Creighton. And uh, he also just passed away. So, but these guys were in their 90s, and they did a heck of a job. So, uh, but I think we all saw that as something that was needed in the area to help us try to expand, to help expand businesses, and, and not just, just bringing in new businesses. I think sometimes people think, well, you, all you guys care about is new business. You don't care about the existing business or the little guy on Main Street. Quite honestly, we hope that things like the bridge bring people to our area which will enhance those businesses as well. If someone is listening, and obviously they will see the importance of getting involved in the community, 
you speak with a lot of inspiration in order for folks to get that into their heads. What advice would you give them? Uh, where where can they start with something like that? Well, I think, you know, I'll, I'll tell a little story about the first time I went to an economic development meeting. It was probably right when I forgot first got to town, and a gentleman by the name of Bill Campbell, who was superintendent of the Glenwood Resource Center for years and kind of developed all the things on that campus. We were sitting in a meeting, kind of a strategic planning meeting, and I didn't know a lot about economic development, so I was doing a lot of listening, and there was a lot of discussion, again, about we got to get new business and industry, we got to increase our tax base, all those kinds of things. And Bill finally kind of leaned over to me and said, you know, you better start worrying about your existing businesses. He said, what do you think would happen if the Glenwood Resource Center wasn't here? At that time, they probably employed close to 2,000 people. So what, that, that had a real impact on me thinking, you know, he's right. We can't just focus on the new stuff. We've got to focus on the on the existing businesses. And uh, now, now, we, now we are here, shoot, probably that's 30 years later. And, of course, unfortunately, the Glenwood Resource Center, we had that announcement that they're going to close uh, at least the, the portion that takes care of the intellectually disabled, which is, which is really disappointing. Um, I know there's a lot of parents and guardians that, that watch over those folks and, and, and aren't feeling really good about this. But... It's the reality. It's it's where we are. So now we're moving forward with other things on that campus. But, you know, for for people to get involved, I mean, that's what I did. I just went and sat and listened a lot. And so I would say, if if you want to get more uh, involved, more engaged, maybe attend some of the city council meetings wherever you're located. Uh, maybe go to school board meetings. Maybe go to a board of supervisors meeting. Now I realize. Not everybody can take off work and do those types of things, but uh, you know some of these things are in the evenings, and uh, even though everybody's busy, that gives you an opportunity maybe to kind of learn a little bit more about your community, maybe what your niche might be, and maybe where your passion is, and then you kind of go from there. I think that's excellent advice. That I'm of the mindset that information is never a bad thing. Even if you don't agree with it, you can still learn about what's happening right now because there's a lot of things that are going on, like you said, with the, you know, with the county commissioners or school boards or city councils and what have you, that things that are happening behind the scenes that a person may not know about, and it's an opportunity to learn about those. In, in, in my previous life, I've been to a lot of those meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, let's be honest, some of, them are, some of the things that they have to do are very boring. Yeah. You know, they ha- but they have to go through this process. But other things are not. And other things are very interesting when you start to see the um, different uh, activities or the different projects that are still in the planning stages and how they come to fruition. And I think that's excellent advice to get yourself plugged in to go out and, and attend some of these meetings. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's a, a magic potion to how you get involved in what you have to do but you know you can look around just look around town and see things that maybe you don't like you know a lot of times people will kind of complain about uh what's not right and and then I, I I'm to blame for that too I do the same thing I say well I didn't like that or I didn't like this but you know the more you think about it if you're saying I don't like something maybe you need to do something about it and not not in a bad way not not to be negative you know try to be positive what is it that I can contribute to try to make it better. You know, is there something I can do? Can I, we were talking the other day at the city, city hall had a, uh, comp, their work, city of Glenwood's working on like they're kind of updating their comprehensive plan and started talking a little bit about the betterment committee and, and, and what can we do in town? You know, so take, uh, Glenwood specifically, you know, sometimes people say, well, boy, I don't like all the weeds on, in the sidewalks. And I don't like, uh, it doesn't look really good when you come in from one end of town or another end of town. It, we need to do something or the city should do something. And, 
You know, yeah, maybe they're city streets, maybe they're city sidewalks, but the problem is nobody wants their taxes raised for the city to do all those things. And, you know, I think the, I think the city in general does a really good job trying to maintain what they can. So it kind of falls on the rest of us to say, hey, you know, how does, how does the outside of my building look? Or how does, uh, how does that something coming in uh, out of town look? Uh, you know, if there are weeds growing up, is there something I can do to, to maybe uh, just go do it myself and, and, and fix it? So it's kind of a culture thing. It's kind of you got to get it in your mind and say, hey, you know, we're all busy. But, you know, maybe I could adopt uh, this little section of sidewalk or something and clean it up once in a while and, they probably don't like spraying Roundup, but it works pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, th- th- that's just kind of like taking pride in your town. And it's, maybe it's a small thing, but, you know, if we all jump in and do that, uh, and I know that the, the city and the chamber are kind of working on that again to get a, maybe a betterment committee together that can talk to folks, whether it's business owners or homeowners or whatever it is, and just, just have our town look a little bit better. I mean, I think Glenwood's great. I think there's all kinds of positive things going on. There's no question about it. But... Uh, you know, those are little things we could do because sometimes whether you're an existing business or we're trying to attract new business, when people come to town, the first thing they look at is, well, what does this town look like? Is it, is it inviting? Is it, is it kept up pretty well? And so I think that's really an important thing. So, you know, something like that is something people could do, and it doesn't take necessarily a lot of time and effort. Larry, I wish we had uh, about three more hours because I could just sit and talk to you all day long. Truly, I could. Um, You've got uh, a lot of great information and a lot of uh, history uh, about the uh, Mills County area that is just fascinating. And we appreciate you very much for taking time out of your schedule to come into the studios and and talk with us on the program. And I hope that we can do this again. I really do. Well, I appreciate giving us the opportunity. And, and, uh, you know, I always basically kind of our motto at the Glenwood State Bank is is uh, we're only as good as our community is and uh, we think we got a one heck of a community so we're glad to be part of it and we're we're glad to uh, have the opportunity to speak with you he is Larry Wenham CEO of Glenwood State Bank and again thank you to both Larry and also to Jenny Rubaka for joining us on the podcast today and be sure to look for a new episode every Wednesday as we'll continue on with Mind Your Business Mills County. Until uh, next time, thanks for listening.